Hello everybody, happy new year, welcome to 2021 and welcome to the very first episode of the Wrestling Connection of the brand new year. This is episode number 38, bit of an odd number to start the new year but still, nothing we can do about that unfortunately. Welcome again everybody, this is the Wrestling Connection, this is TWC, my name is Chris and this is Glenn. Happy new year my dear friend, how are you? Happy new year Chris, I'm really well, how are you doing? Very good, thank you, I'm, I'm feeling good about the new year for the longest time. Um, and it, this did have a hindrance on my Christmas. It was like you know the kind of the the, the Christmas with an asterisk next to it. Like it's not really yeah. Christmas, and it's not the Christmas that we know, which is kind of having to put up with it this year. And it ended up being a lovely Christmas. Thanks for asking. Um, and, and then <laughs> and now we're here in the new year, and I was I was feeling quite doom and gloom about it. I was like, oh god. I, usually in the new year, I am full of ideas and full of motivation and full of resolutions. And this year, I've had to give myself a wee bit of a kick to do those things. But now that we're here, yeah. we've had the first couple of days of the new year, I'm feeling good. Yeah, me too. I've got a good feeling about this year, a good feeling about this year for the podcast as well, Absolutely. because listen, this is the entire, this entire year is the 20th anniversary of one of the best years in the history of wrestling. <laughs> Absolutely. Fight me if you don't like the invasion, we'll get there in the summer. But um, honestly, <laughs> oh like, my God. yes, we are doing an invasion pay-per-view watch along in the summer. I don't care the fact yeah. that three hours, we're doing it. We're, we're, we'll, uh, at the very least, we'll do the inaugural brawl. Okay. But, the, you know, I have a good feeling about it. And listen, the, the whole... Uh, um this whole scenario makes me think of that Beatles song getting better and where Paul, Mc Paul McCartney sings I must admit it's getting better but then Lennon <laughs> sings it couldn't get much worse so you know it will get better and you know at least it can get much worse yeah it? surely not it's not gonna get well we never know famous last words we some nice news about the the vaccine and that sort of thing so could 2021 be the year where there's a TWC done in person I don't know, but hopefully that would be nice. Fingers crossed. Um, I am just back from my uh, my first walk of the new year. Um, yeah. I'm going to still still go on these walks, and uh, my mum got new trainers for our Christmas, so we was able to come out with this today. Um, so she was buzzing, and I'll tell you something. By the way, I know it's still January, but it is Baltic outside, and I know you had a, a nice walk earlier on with your friend Jamie, yeah. who did the artwork of the show. How is he doing? He's doing well. Do you know he um he suffered a bit of an injury, broken arm um, oh, earlier in the year. Yeah, it's actually quite embarrassing because um I it happened in a few months ago when I was in my old flat and we used to live near a play park and apparently I was out with the dog when he'd just fallen and they were shouting on me to come and help but I had my earphones in oh. and, I, and I missed it and then I did a big loop around the neighbourhood and when I was coming back to my flat I just saw this ambulance so oh, I wonder what's happened uh, and then I realised it was my mate Jamie that was <laughs> in the ambulance getting his arm seen to oopsie sorry Jamie thanks for doing the artwork <laughs> thanks for doing the artwork be a good arm um, yeah, yeah well, he's doing well. Right. Thanks for asking. Yeah, good, good. I'm glad he's doing all right. Did he listen to the show ever, or does he, did he did he listen to one? Then that was it. He does every because every now and then he'll text me and say something like, um, "It was only once that I met Drew McIntyre at the cat house." What are you saying? That for? <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, right. You'll <laughs> correct me and keep me right. Yeah. So, folks, um, just to amend something that I, I think in a previous episode I I once said that Jamie used to regularly bump into Drew McIntyre at the cat house. That was a lie. He bumped into him once. Yes, yeah. <laughs> only the once, <laughs> only the one time, which is fine. Um, Christmas wise, obviously we recorded the Christmas special and the New Year's episode a couple of days before Christmas itself. So I've not we've not been able to catch up. So how was Christmas itself? Um, was it nice and festive? And can you please tell us any nice gifts that you got? Yeah, uh, right. So I think like everybody, our Christmas plans like changed a hundred times over when they announced the kind of the new wave of restrictions just before Christmas. And so we kind of shuffled things about. We were really keen to see my wife's family um, just because they've had a really rough year. They live further away. Um, and but under the new rules that was going to be trickier of course because we weren't allowed to stay over so we got up bright and early on christmas morning and i tell you what mate i did not feel christmassy building up to this year yeah, i kind of lost my christmas spirit but then going out that morning with the dog and just randomly saying merry christmas to, to well not just randomly saying it out loud what i mean is saying it to random people <laughs> just walking around just um, merry, christmas. People like, merry christmas merry christmas tree merry christmas bush um <laughs> just seeing it to people who passed by started to make me feel Christmassy. Yeah. Uh, and so then we drove up in, into Fife, which is where they are, and uh, spent the entire day with um, Kate's parents and her sister and uh, we, her, their wee boy came along and see spending Christmas with 
uh, a toddler oh, <laughs> like mate. makes you get your christmas spirit back and um that that was magical and then we drove home the same night got home we were absolutely knackered spent boxing day in bed but it was worth it man yeah. it really was well how was yours mine was lovely too yeah do you know what made me feel about bit christmasy as well that christmas special it was nice to have the christmas special mm. that we did and then have the video you know up there on on, on cm42 tv and having people watching it and comment and that sort of thing um, I here nice. it was nice and uh i mean i was talking to my my wonderful amazing um beautiful definitely not an earshot wife um about this <laughs> i sent some sarcasm <laughs> <laughs> i was telling her about uh, that the other day because um because i was also like showing her you you posted a video you and your wonderful sister doing your christmas haul video right. uh, and and uh Kate was like, "Oh, what are you watching?" It's like, "Oh, it's Chris." And it's his channel. It's really good. And I just accidentally misspoke. I like my, I fluffed my words. I went, "It's really good." He's got three and a half subscribers. <laughs> Feels like it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> three and a half thousand subscribers. Yeah, do listener, Chris does all right for himself. Oh well, listen, it's been a work in progress over the past number of years. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it was good. It was nice putting that. I have to speak about this actually because I was supposed to do this off air, but I forgot. Um, we did that video, right? And um, it did, you know, all right views. It got like nearly, nearly three figures. And I always say that, like, sometimes I struggle to bring myself to film. I, some, I'd like to film in bulk. I'll do like five videos in the one go and release them over a week. Sometimes yeah. I struggle to get the energy to do five videos, you know, in the one go. Um, and I always say to myself, if a video gets more than a hundred views, if it gets like a three-figure view or more, then it was worth it because then, like, as I, like, I performed in front of less people, you know what I mean? It's like a decent amount of people listening and watching. So the fact it did all right, especially because the podcast content doesn't always get loads of eyes and ears. So I was, I was thinking we should probably do more. We video things like that, and even if it was just like we yeah. segments here and there, if you can set your phone up like you did, and I'll do the same. And even if it's just like a wee, like a, a ten-minute segment of the episode. You know, you could post them as a video and then that might get some more eyes and ears. What do you think? Absolutely. But, you know, I'm a wee bit miffed that I'm on your channel now that my video with you has that number of views and then the video of you and your sister has way more than that. Well, What's this all about? Why do your audience clearly like um, Chris and Chris's sister more than Chris and Glenn of the Wrestling Connection? I have had people comment saying, like, my sister is the favourite character on the channel like better than I you mean, she does bring a dry sarcasm to it that i enjoy <laughs> she was offended that you thought she was a ravenclaw i'm a ravenclaw she's a hufflepuff you weren't supposed you weren't supposed to tell it no right okay right so i, I don't know if your sister listens to the podcast so let me just <laughs> i'll tell you something absolutely not <laughs> right so um you're not listening rachel but listen um having been a potter fanatic having had a wedding with lots of potter imagery having um ran a successful harry potter club at a respected high school for a couple of years uh it was the highest compliment because ravenclaws are known for their intelligence and their intellectualism so how your lug of a brother ended up in there i have no idea <laughs> so um take it as a compliment because i know you to be smart and that's why I assumed Ravenclaw. I thought that's Ra not me saying that you don't have the friendliness and the loyalty of a Hufflepuff. You clearly do. I think Ravenclaw is more like sort of intellect of a different level. It's not really like smartness, if that's, I'm going to use that word, which I know is incorrect, which proves that I'm not actually a Ravenclaw. But it also brings a lot of uh, cunningness and wit. Right. Yeah, so Chris, I'm now going to refer you to um, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. We're going to turn our books now. Do you hear that? We're going to turn our pages. Uh, we're going to turn to chapter seven, the Sorting Hat. I can't believe and, we're actually in the middle of one of Glenn's English lessons right yeah. here in the podcast. And uh, I've got the original edition, so this is page eighty-eight for those of you at home who <laughs> I are don't have one at hand. It's up let's, let's let's just go through this. Oh, wait, you I, might do. Believe oh, I do. Right. What page? I've got one here. What page? Well, what edition have you got? Is it the purple edition? Yeah, the, or the... purple one. It's definitely not a first edition. I don't know which edition that which. It's chap the Sorting Hat. Okay, chapter, um, which is early on. I believe that's chapter. That's chapter seven. You're looking for young man, and it's I've got it early. right. Okay, I'm on. I'm on the chapter. So you're good to get to the song. Okay, right, you I'm might okay. belong. <laughs> you might belong in Gryffindor, where dwell the brave at heart. Their daring nerve and chivalry set Gryffindors apart. You might belong in Hufflepuff, where they are just and loyal. The patient Hufflepuffs are true and unafraid of toil. Or yet in wise old Ravenclaw, mm. if you've a ready mind, where those of wit and learning will always find their kind. Ah, okay. so, yeah, that, that's where I saw your sister, okay? 
or perhaps in Slytherin, you'll make your real friends. Those cunning folk use any means to achieve. To be honest, I can kind of see a bit of her in that as well. Oh, don't tell her you said that. Don't tell you said that. Well, she doesn't listen, so who cares? I know who cares. Um, okay, welcome back to the Harry Potter Connection with Chris and Glenn. Um, <laughs> no, listen, that was funny because I, I do have a philosopher's stone at hand. I actually have two copies of the philosopher's stone in the house, and I think my sister has four copies of Goblet of Fire. I'm not sure. Yeah, so Chris actually told me, folks, I know this is the wrestling connection, that he's paused reading The Goblet of Fire. Uh, I'm sorry, that's one of the best in the series. Pull your finger out, young man, and why? start reading The Goblet sorry, of Fire. Sorry, can you tell the wrestling fans of the podcast why I've paused reading The Goblet of Fire? Oh, because he wants to read the Young Bucks books. You know if the Young Bucks were here right now, Matt and Nick, they would say... <laughs> Finish the Goblet of Fire, because you need to stick at it. The message of their book is that if you <laughs> stick at it, if you're consistent, if you're determined, you will succeed. So don't pick up their book. As, You've already paid for it. They've got their money. That's true. Okay? As Nick Jackson said to a young Chris Moffat two years ago in Edinburgh, the trick is just to keep going. So Yeah, so read the Goblet of Fire. I'll have your critical essay on my desk. Um, or is, or I want, I want an introduction that uses tarts. I want four PCQE paragraphs and a conclusion. Thank you very much. And I want that next week. As my <laughs> tell me how your students never got in the wrong side of you as a teacher. Um, yeah. Or as Matt says, it's hard, man. So yeah, um, the the young listen. I'll you know what I feel about the young bucks. I've got a lot of time for them. I've met them in person. They are top three nicest wrestlers I've ever met up there with Piper and and probably Sheamus. Um, and if you ever get the chance to meet them, jump at the opportunity because you're going to have a great experience. Reading their book is is like reading the Hardy's book. You know, it's like relating yeah. to loads of things about them and finding different reasons to connect with them. Um, and they went through some childhood, by the way, with their parents and that sort of thing. Oh, God, you need to read it. It's a great book and it's such an easy read oh. too. Um, you know, uh, I'll read it. Maybe someone will buy it for my birthday in February. <laughs> Is that an aim call? My wife is definitely not in earshot, okay. so we'll see. Okay, good. But I also have friends who listen to this podcast. Coordinate people. Yeah, there we go. Or if there's any listeners out there that want to send Glenn the Young Bucks book, it's on Amazon for like ten ninety nine right now. All right, just send it to the Wrestling Connection at one two three Fake Street. Um it's a new year, ladies and gentlemen, and a lot of things about the Wrestling Connection will of course stay the same. You will get the great patter and humour. You will get the ridiculous, obscure knowledge. You'll get the hilarious, funny stories. But you will also get some new segments that have not yet run past Glenn. One of them oh, is, you know, doing some more watch-alongs. I really enjoyed that SmackDown, and we're going to do the Royal Rumble 2001 in a couple of weeks. Another one is I want to introduce a segment called Moment of the Week, where Glenn and I, it's something I used to do at my wee cinema club with my mates, although that's no longer in existence because all cinemas are closed. Um, what I would like Glenn to bring to the table as, as well as myself bring to the table every week is, is choose a moment of your week in real life that was full of joy um <laughs> or oh, even God. or even full of of sadness really um and try and exaggerate it so we can get a nice fun story that is non-wrestling related on and it could be wrestling related but i mean I just mean like it could be a story about anything on the podcast every week moment of the week are you all right with that can we can we do a pilot of that now because i have something to bring to the table uh, it is slightly wrestling related though. That's but right. No, no, no. I, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't have said non-wrestling related. If it is wrestling, because you know, you know, our, our week is full of wrestling stuff, isn't it? So it's more likely yeah. going to include some wrestling stuff. But let's do a wee pilot run. Glenn, what is your moment of the week? Okay, uh, we don't have a jingle from Kate yet, so I'll just do that live. I'm going to improvise this. If you are a feeling bleak, just tune into the moment of the week. Was that the segment? Is that what it's called? The moment of the week? Moment of the week. We could come up with a funny name for it, but I mean. Okay, right. So uh, for this, Chris, I'm going to need you to get your phone out because uh, I'm going to have to send you some stuff and this will also go on the Instagram, okay? I actually have the Rangers game on my phone just now, so. I know nothing about football, folks, but I have noticed that when Chris puts stuff on the Wrestling Connection Twitter, he uses a blue love heart, which I think is a football reference. <laughs> no, when just... he really should, he should be keeping it neutral and using a red love heart, which is the color of love. Is red has blue's my favorite color. Love. I'm just saying, blue's my favorite. Right, okay, I got my phone. Blue's actually my favorite color, but folks, I am not a football man, and I'm a Ravenclaw. So uh, blue. Right, so um, a wee bit of historical context quickly first. Uh, in the year 2000, when I was in primary six, uh, I went for a phase where I would buy WWF magazine, I'd cut out the pictures, and then make my own magazine. Mm. Uh, like I would 
like glue them in or sell take them onto a bit of paper, write my own articles and kind of like like I used to say, like Power Slam and all that got me into reading and writing. Um and um there was another craze that went around when I was in primary school. And I don't know if it was still a thing when you were at primary, because you're quite a few years younger than me, but um there was a wee phase where people would like write their own magazine about any topic. It could be video games, it could be sport, fashion. They'd photocopy them and sell them. And yes. usually it'd be to raise money for charity, but sometimes the more entrepreneurial young people would just sell them for profit. I never did that with my wrestling magazines, um, but that was a thing at the time um, when I was in primary. Now, a couple of days ago, um, a dear friend of mine, Rohit, who um, I met when I was at uni uh, 12 years ago now, nearly 13, Jesus, um, he's been back in town. He managed to get back up from London uh, before the world ended again. And he's been <laughs> in uh, Glasgow for a, a while now. And it meant we got to meet up and have a distance walk the other day. And he's actually a listener to the podcast, even though he doesn't really follow wrestling at all. Oh. He did once tell me that um, when he was at primary school, when they used to play wrestling, he would refer to himself as Y2R. <laughs> That was, his, <laughs> okay. that was his wrestling name um and then we so we he, he came around and we sat in the garden for a bit yesterday or no a couple of days ago it was and we were out for a walk uh in the countryside and he just all of a sudden went he, we were talking about the podcast and he went oh i meant to tell you i found my old wrestling magazine i was like what i found my old wrestling magazine i thought oh did you have an old copy of power slam lying about <laughs> the wwf mag it's like no no no, we at school we wrote a wrestling magazine and we sold it every week for ten pence a piece. Like what? And uh, I said, you need to send me this. This sounds amazing. And it was like properly typed up and everything. So Chris, <laughs> you've um, heard of WWF magazine. You've heard of Power Slam. You've heard of Fighting Spirit. But yes. Chris, are you ready for <laughs> Ultimate Wrestling Magazine? I mean, I'm ready as love of me. So I'm going to send you the one surviving issue of Ultimate Set Wrestling Magazine. It's only a few pages long, but I'm going to send you it in page increments, okay? okay? So I'm going to send you the front cover of the one surviving issue now of Ultimate Wrestling Magazine. And it's from 1999. That's important, okay? Okay. It's from uh, the end of 99. I think early 2000, actually. We should make so, sure, guys, this is going to be on... <laughs> just see the cover. This is going to be on the Instagram. Oh, my yeah, God. Well, so, I mean, listen, it doesn't look that bad. It doesn't. So, Ultimate Wrestling Magazine, Tempe. D'Lo <laughs> is WCW, the real deal. And a picture of D'Lo Brown. Cover the real deal now. I'm now going to send you the front, the, the cover article, okay? Okay. And bearing in mind, this was written by primary school children in the, in the late 90s. Um, I love that. And I'm going... I'm going to send it to you and I'll read it out once you've got it for the listeners to hear. But this will go on the Instagram, folks. So this is the cover story. This is the big goss that D'Lo is apparently WCW bound. Oh, man. This, this was so, like a, a close-to-home dirt sheet from back in the day. I know, right? So I get here we go. Um, here's Gecko's gossip. Don't ask me who Gecko is. This was oh, him wow. and a team of boys. So um, we're going to go through this 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 uh, this scoop now. It's only right. twenty years too late. D'Lo Brown is seriously thinking about joining WCW. Have you got this? Yeah. Reading this along. will be disappointing for the WWF. D'Lo is a great wrestler and athlete. He is four-time European and Intercontinental Champion. He found out recently that he had only two months in his WWF contract. <laughs> he found it oh no! This is going to end his career. This guy thinks that that just means you have to go. There's no contract renewal. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to end his career in the WWF. If you watch WCW, then you might have noticed Double J, he got sold to WCW <laughs> because he was complaining too much. It's not too far off. Oh, no, not really. I actually. think Dale Brown should stay, but he has to go because of his contract. No, he doesn't! He'll <laughs> <laughs> probably leave around Royal Rumble time, but I'm not sure. We hope he does well in WCW because he did do well in the WWF. At one time, he was a 400-pounder like his former tag partner, Mark Henry. It took him two years to lose 200 pounds. Now he is 260 pounds. D'Lo Brown would have a lot of memories in the WWF ever since he joined in February 1994. The WWF gave D'Lo good tag partner. They should have kept them together. 
don't know who that is. At the end of the day, D'Lo Brown is a great wrestler and athlete in WWF or WCW. We hope he comes back to the WWF soon. Oh. I'm, 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 I'm going to go on a limb here and say that this person's um, um, uh, link, this person's source in the WWF is maybe not too credible. No, it's not. But listen, for a primary school, it's not that badly written. No, it's not. You know, and I'm, you know, yeah, I have, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to send you the next page. More geckos gossip. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Um, this, <laughs> this, this month there was a bumper issue. I think. Finally, so the headline, folks, is Macho Man and Wrath return. Wrath. I actually don't know who Wrath is. Wrath is in. Uh, he was in ECW for a bit, and then I'm sure he went in WCW. Finally, Macho Man and Wrath have come back to the WWF. You know, a point where you don't have any news, you just make it up. <laughs> okay. Rumors have said that Raph and Match Man Randy Savage are coming back to the WWF. They are already big superstars in WCW, and they will become even bigger in the WWF. Match Man Randy Savage has already been in the WWF and has been the WWF champion and Intercontinental champion. True. He has also been the WCW heavyweight champion as well. Raph is a great superstar as well. Raph might join DX if you think so. Vote here. <laughs> I like that. I love this. The fan interaction. It's like um, yeah, Cyber Sunday. Yeah. Now, this is my favourite page I'm going to send you. I had, because... I had Wrath on uh, Action Figure and I used to play him as Rhino because I didn't have Rhino. I, I, I didn't never heard of Wrath. This next page, mate, is all about one of our boys. Oh, God. Oh, please. Okay. Tasmania. Oh, yes. Oh, you can vote for which one you want the most. So this person here clearly has done their homework. ECW star is set to join the WWF at next year's Royal Rumble 2000. Taz has challenged wrestlers such as Goldberg, eh? DDP, Mankind, Austin, The Rock, and The Hulkster. He doesn't have anything against them. We would love to see him (laughs) against somebody like The Rock. The question I'm asking you is who will Taz face first? Taz versus The Rock, Taz versus Austin, or, no bias here, Taz versus Mankind in a box. (laughs) Who would you vote for out of that? Honestly, not Austin, but... Well, I would have voted for The Rock, if I'm honest. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the next page I'm not going to send you, just because um, I don't really need to. It's the WWF quiz. Oh, yes, okay. I wondered if you could answer this correctly. So we're going to do this quick fire, okay? Okay. Um, So there's 15 questions. What is Xbox's real name? Sean Waltman. What is The Undertaker's real name? Mark Calloway. This one, this next one is unfair, but it's late 1999. Okay, so I'm ready. Let's just let's just answer it as if it's based on today. Who was Bret Hart's last match against? <laughs> um, the Miz or was it Vince? I think it was the Miz. Or was it? The, it may have been the, the Nexus match at SummerSlam. Yeah, I don't that's know. hard to answer. Yeah. How many times has The Rock won the title? Oh, okay. Um, up to and including this year. Up to and including this year, I'm going to go five. It's actually quite hard to answer because I always forget about the 2013 run. Yeah, five or six. What is Kane's real name? Kane's real name? Mm-hmm. Well, that's Mayor Jacobs. Yep. What is Y2J's finisher? <laughs> oh, it depends what you're looking at. Like, now it's a Judas effect. Yep. <laughs> Who won the title at SummerSlam 99? Uh, Mankind, yes. Yep. Who is Triple H married to? <laughs> China. No, it's definitely man. Who is the leader of the bread? <laughs> Friend of the show, the vampire warrior, clanging and banging, banging and banging. It's Gangrel. What is The Rock's real name? <laughs> Steve Williams. <laughs> Where was SummerSlam 98 held? 98 was in Madison Square Garden. Yep. Who won this year's, I think they mean the 99 one, because this is before 2000. Who won this year's Royal Rumble? Well, 99 was Vince McMahon. Yeah. Who is the European champion just now? <laughs> just now. Just now. Just now, if I had to guess in current times, I'm going to predict Alistair Black or Elias. What is the main event at Rebellion? Mm, okay. Um, I don't know Rebellion 99, if I'm honest. Yeah. I'm assuming it was... Oh, wait a minute. Rebellion 99? What's that? Um, the Rock... Mankind and Ken Shamrock, Steel Cage? No, I don't think that was Rebellion. Come back to me. And the last one is, what is The Rock's real name? No, sorry, what's Steve Austin's real name? <laughs> Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> so this, this I absolutely loved it when I saw this. That was great. Um, 
so folks, we will post this with the permission of one of the founding um, editors of um, Ultimate Tempe Wrestling Magazine. Uh, we will put, post this cover on the Instagram. If you ever made your own wrestling magazines, let me know, because I made a Smackdown magazine before I... Smackdown magazine was ever a thing. Oh, really? That's, that's You can see the future. I uh, So I had my backyard wrestling company, CWA, which was mm-hmm. Chris's Wrestling Alliance. I I made CWA magazine, and I would cut out... So I'd write, I'd write like information about the wrestlers, and I'd say, um, so my character was Christoph Hero because no one had heard of the independent wrestler Chris Hero clearly. Um, I wrote next to it like Chris Christoph Hero is so and so, and he has ten years of experience, and his finishing move is a super kick, and all that stuff. And then I would cut out the merchandise adverts of the back of actual WWF magazine or WWE magazine, and stick them in the back of CWA magazine, and sell right. hardcore Holly figures, John Cena bedspread, all that in the back of CWA magazine. You must have made a pretty penny out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, yeah. That's how I afforded all the wrestlers. <laughs> we mentioned uh, um, Taz there, and um, without turning this into the Glenn show, I had a couple of Taz-related points I wanted to bring up with you. If that's <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, sure, yeah. First of all, um, the first one's just a quick one. Have you noticed that Taz's theme is the Shield theme, but faster? What? It's WWE theme? theme. Yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess so, yeah. But my next thing comes from the fact that, um, you know, we, we, we've talked in this podcast about our love of Taz yep. and the Red Hook section of Brooklyn, New York, <laughs> slash Buchanan Galleries car park. Now, this whole thing about Buchanan Galleries, folks, um, it comes from one of our first ever episodes when we spoke about the WWF hardcore videotape. It was also a DVD as well yeah. that came out in uh, 2000, 2001, and uh, it featured Taz hosting the show from a rundown car park, which looks like the car park of a shopping mall in Glasgow <laughs> called Buchanan Galleries. Um, and... You know, this this mesmerized me. And then the other night, Chris, I decided just to do a bit of research on Red Hook. Because oh. without going on your phone, okay, so please don't cheat here. Okay. Um, when you think of Taz and you think of Red Hook, what kind of place do you imagine? I just always assumed it was a kind of like a, like a rough area. Like he was, he got into a lot of fights as a youngster. He was a kind of smaller guy in stature, but he was dangerous and people kind of feared him. Ah, yeah, exactly. I always imagined the Red Hook section of Brooklyn, New York, as a perpetual dust, dark, dark and dusty alleyway. Right, and and, and it's almost like the warehouse at the old Raw is War intro. Yeah. Um, and Taz is wandering around there with that big towel on his head, and people are going, "Hey, you want to buy some dust sticks?" And instead of saying, <laughs> "You want to go home and rethink your life," he's going, "Hey, I'm going to punk you out, punk." I'm going to choke you out, punk, rather. And he, he's just going about choking people out and right. suplexing them. And it's rough and there are bins on fire. There's broken glass happening everywhere. There's sirens. There's a thong in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I imagine the Red Hook section of Brooklyn, New York. So I typed into Google, right? And the first result that came up was like your standard sort of um, uh, uh, tourist kind of page. And it's like the first thing that comes up when you put in Red Hook Brooklyn. I'm going to read the description of Red Hook to you now, Chris. Okay. And I think you'll understand me when I say that when I read this, a part of my childhood died. (laughs) (laughs) Do I want to hear this? Set against a backdrop of shipping yards and pre-Civil War warehouses in Brooklyn. Sounds promising, okay? Yeah. Sounds good, doesn't it? Red Hook has a laid-back seaside village vibe. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Young young families and creative professionals make up a large part of the community. A mix of honey eateries and quirky bars plus edgy art galleries and boutiques proliferate along Van Brunt Street, the main artery. Several indie distilleries and a winery offer tasting and tours. That's not the Red Hook! Let's just, let's just, okay. So the only reason that Taz insisted that the ring announcer say... He is from the Red Hook section of Brooklyn. It's, it's now only because it sounds cool, not actually because it's rough like the cat, the Taz character. That's not Red Hook. That's Bear's Den. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's on its largs. <laughs> it's classier than largs, mate. I know. Oh, this is God. this is the biggest secret in the history of wrestling. That this is gotten, bigger than that the fact that Sean knew about the screw job. You know, Taz is from yeah. a place with. With fine wineries and honey eateries. What the flip is a honey eatery? Quirky <laughs> bars. Can you imagine Taz sitting in the corner of a quirky bar with a towel on his head? <laughs> well, actually, I probably could. You're I ready to put away your life. And the uh, fact that he's called the Sun Hook now just 
Oh, we haven't we, we haven't spoken about that in the podcast yet. So I thought, I thought his, I, I thought I knew his son's name. That can't be his real name. Hang on a second. I'm gonna. Yeah, it's probably Fine Eatery. Yeah, Taz is a Fine Eatery. All right, okay. So it's not his real name. Okay, that makes me feel better. Um, and okay, this makes more sense because because I used to listen to the Taz show all the time. His, his podcast he used to do every day, the human podcast machine that went into the Taz show. He talked about his son, Tyler, all the time. And I was like, all right, cool. Who was trained by Cody Rhodes. And his wrestling name is Hook, based on the Red Hook section. And ever since we've seen Hook in AEW, he's always got his hood up and his hands in his pockets and he looks quite menacing. Yeah. Now he has to come out wearing a fine three-piece suit and, and be clean-shaven and have slick back hair because that is what will represent the Red Hook section of Brooklyn. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, or or he's Hook from the Red Taz section. Of the hey, I don't know. Yeah, but so that 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 was really all I had. I mean, I just was mortified to find out that Red Hook isn't. That should be the title of this episode: the shocking reality of the Red Hook section of Brooklyn. No, don't call it that. But call it whatever you want. But I just huh. it, it just blew my mind. Taz, the Human Suplex Machine yeah. at a, a winery, a fine winery. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, there you go. Um, WWF Hardcore was actually, in fact, a green screen, and um, definitely it was. It was actually just across the road from a beautiful cafe that probably serves scones. Nice for two for two nice quid. Scones. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel better about Taz now. I feel like he's a much more refined young man. So that's good. I love Taz, by the way. You see Team Taz and AEW and his commentary and stuff. A lot of time for Taz. Yeah, um, and if you're listening, Taz, do not kill us. And I have to say that because Paul Heyman listened to the show, so the fact that Taz could listen is possible. That's true. Um, you say that Taz's theme song was a version of the Shield song. Do you remember uh, the Big Show and the Undertaker's theme song from WWF Attitude Era? No. All right, I'm going to need to get it up on Spotify. So they formed a team for a bit in 99 as uh, the Unholy Alliance. Yeah, because they were tag champions at one point. Yeah. I remember this. And Big Show, that was the one where Big Show threw uh, Mankind across the SmackDown set into the Buried Alive thing. He threw That's him off. I remember watching that when it was broadcast, like on, on the Saturday morning yeah. broadcast. I'm just at that moment on, on my actually, I watched it actually, which has been paused because all the Christmas films and the WWE matches for the year. Um, okay, so this was the Big Show and Undertaker's tag team theme. Great tune, but it's just Sting's theme song. It's it's Sting's theme song yeah. from from WWE, and that got me thinking about Sting's other theme songs, like in TNA, the guitar riff and WCW, that iconic song. Have you heard his AEW mm. song? It's amazing. It's amazing. But does it not start off sounding like Kane's theme song? Yes, the more recent Kane theme. The more recent, like the if you'd missed that, that was that just got me thinking. This has got me thinking, like, how come Sting's theme song was a rip-off of Undertaker's theme song, so then he ripped off Undertaker's brother's theme song, Kane? That's my moment of the week, by the way, discovering that. Um, and the original Antonio Cesaro theme was oh, Dean yeah. Malenko's theme. Oh, yeah, so it was. Antonio Cesaro. Um, okay, seriously, though, ask me what my moment of the week was. Uh, hey, Chris. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I feel bad the fact that you brought this segment to the table and I've just gone, great, me! <laughs> but, um... Uh, since you brought this to the table, my expectations are very high. What was your moment of the week? They will be higher in, in future. The, the stories will be better in future. I don't have that much of a good story. I just wanted to talk about something. Um, so Christmas is my moment of the week, of course, even though we're a little bit after Christmas, but I'm still counting it. Christmas being a day full of cheer and definite normality because we did have family over, first time in ages, and we were as, as sensible as we could be anyway. Um, and yes, we do have a toddler in the family as well, so he was running about mad, which was lovely. And it was just a really nice day. So then on Christmas Day, I was busy with family. We had family over here instead of going elsewhere for the first time in about eight years, which was so nice. I could play with my toys here. And the Santa got me. And um, because it was a Friday, Smackdown was on. And, you know, Christmas Day, I had family over. We were having dinner and stuff. I was too busy. I couldn't I couldn't watch Smackdown. And I also don't have the channels to watch Smackdown. So I was like, okay, I can't watch it live anyway. I'll just watch it the next day. Which is what I've been doing a lot. I've been really enjoying SmackDown. It's my current favorite brand in WWE. 
Um, my favourite wrestling show right now is Dynamite, but you know, um, but SmackDown's my favourite WWE show. I just think it's it's so much. I don't know if it's the two hour thing or if it's the fact that Roman Reigns is in charge. I don't know, but it's just I just enjoy watching. Let's get Jeff Hardy. Not Jeff Hardy's on Raw now. Anyway, um, you know what I mean. It's just the best show right now. Yeah. So I always watch on on Saturday morning, and if I can't find a dodgy copy on Daily Motion or something, I'll just watch the highlights on YouTube. But because it was such a big episode, and I heard that it was getting you know big viewership, and it had the Biggie Sami Zayn title change in the main event. And it also had Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens in a steel cage match. And I was like, got to watch that. So I went on to Daily Motion, and I've got a Chromecast that I can cast from Daily Motion onto my TV. Um, but the problem with that is the Daily Motion copies are never in HD. So I always struggle with that and end up just going to the HD highlights on YouTube. But I prefer to watch the full show, it's a whole deal. So I go, okay, I'm going to watch the full show because it's the Christmas edition. I heard it was an action packed edition, two big title matches. It'll be a lot of fun. And besides, it's Boxing Day. It's a day for, you know, being lazy. I can just watch SmackDown. Yeah. So I go on Daily Motion. I find the copy. I Chromecast it up and the cage match was the opening match. And Kevin Owens and, and Roman Reigns start in the in the ring. And they're, they're having their universal title match inside the cage. And the quality of the video was so bad that I couldn't actually see Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens because the cage was also blocking the view because of, you know, the fact that the, the, the cameras were filming through the cage and stuff like that. And I was like, I literally cannot watch this. And I said, to hell with this. I'm not doing this anymore. It's the new year. It's about to be a new year. I'm doing it. I've invested the money. I now have BT Sport. So now I can watch Ross McDonald and NXT every single week in glorious HD. And that, my friend, is my moment of the week. You should have seen my face last night when I unlocked it on Sky. I was like, it was like a kid opening a wrestling figure on, on Christmas Day. I was buzzing because for a year now, I was very lucky. I've always had Sky Sports. Very, very lucky. But then um, Sky Sports cancelled WWE. And the last segment that I ever saw on my television of wrestling was the Rusev-Bobby Lashley-Lana wedding at the end of 2019. And I'm a massive fan of Rusev and Miro. Massive fan of him. A lot of time for him. But it just wasn't the best taste to be left in my mouth of watching wrestling on television. And I was okay to have a break. But it was just so, I, I'm the guy that kind of likes to watch everything. I want to stay on top of things. I like to see everything and have an opinion on everything. It was hard kind of watching it. And you know yourself how you know, difficult it is to keep up with things. There's so much yeah. wrestling, you know, every week. And um, I just always said, okay, it's too much money or whatever. But I kind of worked out, you know, and um, I thought the new year I also got a, a nice sort of Christmas pay as well at the end of the year. And I was like, well, I've got the money. I had Christmas plans that were, that were, that were cancelled that I had to pay for. So I had a bit of extra money. And I thought, I'm going to do it. It's going to be worth it. It's going to be an investment. So, um, yeah, subscribe to BT Sports. So now you can expect every week here on the channel for some, uh, for some not on the channel, on the podcast, for some modern wrestling chat if I get a chance to bring it up on the podcast. So there you go. That's my moment of the week. I am now a BT Sports subscriber. Nice one. And answer me this. How did you do this? How much does it cost? And um, how can I do it? <laughs> Well, I don't know. If you do it on online, um, there is lots of like activation fees and stuff. So I did it through my Skybox, um, and I believe it is twenty one ninety nine a month. Woo! Yeah. I've <laughs> lost Glenn. I don't think I'm going to do it. It's too much. I was also thinking for the longest time, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. WWE's not worth it. But I just thought, it's been dry. It's been really annoying me not having it. And I just thought, I'm going to do it because I cannot. And then, why do I not like NXT right now? It's because I can't watch it, can I? I'm always seeing the negative. It's negative also really lackluster. It's also very lackluster, you're right. Um, but yeah, just I just thought, I've been wanting to do it for ages. And um, I, I, I mean, there's different, if you can, you know, you can negotiate. I think some people have got it for 14 99 a month. Some folk have to pay extra. I don't know, um, but yeah, I decided to do it, and um, I also paid like a like an upfront six month fee. So instead of doing it every month, I just decided to pay it all in one go. Whilst I've got a bit of spare cash, you know. So yeah. I love people just chatting about our um, <laughs> our uh, our current financial situation, but it's fine. I'm I'm glad I've done it, and um, it also means I get the extra football and I get the UFC and stuff. So you know, it's more of an investment for the next six months anyway. So that's that, that, that's what I've been up to. I was kind of thinking about getting rid of my um, Impact Plus, mm -hmm. so there is going to be some wiggle room there for subscribing to the WWE stuff, but I, that's all I would watch on BT Sport, because I don't watch any other sport. Yeah. 
Right. So is it worth it if all I'm going to watch is Raw and SmackDown and NXT? Well, look at it like this. What are you going to watch more of? The current stuff or the network? You're going to watch it's so hard to say. You're going to watch the network. Let's be honest. Probably. Um, another new yeah. segment on the show, which I've not run past Glenn, is the... So WWE... again, I don't have a jingle. I can only apologise to my adoring fans. That's all right. It is the WWE joke of the week. <laughs> Glenn, why were yes. Gene Okerlund's trousers always so angry? Because they were mean jeans. You know, we we really had some momentum before, you know. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> mean jeans. Um, I came down on Christmas morning to the a WWE legendary joke book in my stocking. And I now have a book full of wrestling-themed jokes, so you better believe every week on The Wrestling Connection you'll get one of these legendary top-tier jokes, just like the Mean Gene one right there. How does JR like his ice cream? <laughs> what? Stone Cold! Stone Cold! Stone Cold! <laughs> What's a WWE superstar's favourite candy? An armbar... <laughs> Arm bar. <laughs> oh, anyway, God. Oh. <laughs> Why do sailors make good WWE superstars? Because they already know the ropes. <laughs> Does this mean we don't have to have this segment for three weeks since we've had three of your jokes? <laughs> no, no, every week. Every week we'll do that. Right, well, what do you want to do? You want to do a random wrestler before we close out? Yeah. Drop the cage. Have you got anything else to chat about this week? Definitely not. Because you had a few things noted down, didn't you? I, I did, but... Oh, I had a, well, I had a thankful, but we can do that next week if you want. <laughs> okay, keep it noted down then, and we'll do a thank. We'll do the segments next week. It's the one I, it's the one I forgot about six weeks ago that I've still not talked right. about. Did you get any wrestling-themed Christmas presents this year from Santa? Um, That's a really good question. No is the answer. The only ones I got were the lovely presents from you. Yeah, such as Scotty Too Hotty, who's looking at me right now. But no, I didn't. I didn't get any actually at all from anyone. Friends, come on! I yeah, uh, I did. <laughs> I had my Undertaker Christmas jumper on a lot, um, but I have officially filed it away for another year. So thank you very much for that. I'm glad. I'm glad. Did you? Well, actually, I know you got. Well, no, I know what you got for Christmas. I saw it in your YouTube video. <sighs> yeah, far too much again. Um, if you, if anyone out there listening wants to see what I got for Christmas, you can check out my YouTube channel, which is, of course, CM42 TV. And we're getting into, I told, mentioned this earlier on, we're getting into, you know, list season in my life. And I go a bit nuts with this. And I'm going to post them all on the Wrestle Connection YouTube channel. So the channel is just called Wrestle Connection. And there will be top 10 matches of WWE of 2020, top 10 AEW matches, NXT. Um, most likely New Japan have decided to do it. Thunderdome matches, opening matches, they'll be top 10s and 20s of everything. So have a look on the YouTube channel. All right. See, before you pull this out of the box, can I just um, <clears throat> let everyone listening know, all, all 12 of you, that um, if you turn to page 14 of this month's Inside the Ropes magazine, oh, you'll yeah. see a question which I submitted has been published. Um and Finn Martin, the man who I cite as the reason that I'm an English teacher to this today, um, has written a lengthy answer. So I asked Finn Martin, assuming he isn't actually immortal, what do you think the immediate aftermath of Vince McMahon's death will look like? And then my name is there in print, Chris. Uh, and if you want to know what Finn Martin has to say about that, then you have to buy this month's issue of Inside the Rose magazine that's issue for January 2021 edition or better yet subscribe for a year it's much better value for money ladies and jelly spoons you can subscribe to a year or a magazine or you could subscribe to BT Sport for WWE go for the magazine folks it won't disappoint you <laughs> you're right yeah the magazine is great and it's one of my my favourite things to do on like a day off sit with like an old Attitude Era programming thing on the TV and sit there with a the magazine, flick through it, and then get frustrated the fact I can't figure out all the answers in the crossword. Right. <laughs> Solid. It's so hard, isn't it? Like, I can get, there's obvious answers, and then there's really the difficult first, ones. 
issue one, I was like, yeah, I can do this. I'm looking forward to next month because it'll give me that sense of satisfaction at being good at wrestling. Let's do it now. And now I just feel like I know nothing. Let's do it now, right? So I've got got the new copy here, right? Okay. I've not even got as far as this yet in the new edition. All right. Let me find a really difficult question at the back of this one. Um, The state that hosted the first ever Royal Rumble on pay-per-view. Oh, I haven't a clue. See what I mean? No idea. And then you've got Kurt Angle covered the alliance with this in 2001. Four letters. Oh, milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, connects Papa Shango, Two Cold Scorpio and Conan. Um, well, there's magical powers? Two Cold Scorpio... They all had different, lots of different gimmicks. No, they didn't. That's terrible. Um, I don't. I have no idea. Right. So Yokozuna's finisher, <laughs> the blank drop. Was a bonsai drop. Yeah. Okay. Lanny Poffel used to read these out before matches. Number five. Was it poems? Poems. Yeah. Uh, Charles Guerrero's hobby horse was that Pepe? That was Pepe after Albert before Tenzai. A train. A train. Okay, right. I'm, I'll uh, report back next week on how I've got on with this crossword. Bloody hell! But folks, go in, uh, to inside the ropes' website, subscribe to their magazine. Uh, you will not be disappointed, and you'll even get to see my question to the editor. Not the editor, but one of the contributors. Sean Michael's tag partner at Backlash 06. God. God. <laughs> right, let's do it again. This is Random Wrestler Recollection Lower the Cage. Here we go. Reaching in. We're actually coming nearly at the end of the box here of the random name, so I need to redo it. Alright. This week we have the one and only Lita. I only got to see Lita wrestle live once, and that was at Rebellion 01. Oh, really? Um, yeah, she teamed up with Tori Wilson, who joined the WWF to face Stacey Keebler and Mighty Molly with Trish Stratus as the guest referee. OMFG. Um, you know, it should have been a much greater match than it was, but it wasn't given a lot of time. It was the match that they, they put in between Angle Jericho and Rock and Austin. But I loved Lita. I um, read her autobiography when I was a teenager, I think. And, uh, oh God, she's just one of the most over stars of the entire Attitude Era, wasn't she? Yeah, absolutely. Dan 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 Oh, Chris, mean, I, used to do, I used to do a wee dance to that song in my bedroom when I was a wee boy. Did you? Which is funny because I walked past my childhood home today and I was thinking about this because I could see my old bedroom window. Oh, cute. Um, I know, I know. It's, it's been 18 years in that home but i am um, i uh yeah i used to have the wwf the music volume five and that was on it it just feels right that's right not, not the one that was forcible entry but the original one which was the lyricless it just feels right mm-hmm. it just feels right you know that like it would just that would go over <laughs> the yeah, yeah, yeah it just feels right so um uh, and I it did just CD feel right to me way. so what i would do is I would put the CD into the CD player and I'd skip to that one and I would do this dance where I would like punch my fists to the da 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 so I'd do these jabs to it and I would just like punch the ground and i think, thank god my parents never walked in on me like I was like this 8 year old boy with da 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 punching my fists can you just visualise it and then I would stop when she would when, when the vocalist would go ah, it just feels right and I would kind of sway it just feels right. <laughs> then I'd get back into the fist pumping. I don't know why I did it. I think I was pretending I was performing for someone. Right. Um, I yeah, love that that's, CD, that's by the way. Cool. That CD had a, don't treat me like a woman. Don't treat me like a man. Treat me like a China. Like that, that was on there. And it also, had, like it also had Kane's Out of the Fire theme. I had Raven's What About Me. Go, go, go. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. And I had the rock song about pie. Which is very racially insensitive. Especially racially insensitive? I've not heard that in a long time. I just thought it was sexually innuendos. Uh, there's that, and there's a lot of... There's, it's racist. But it, <laughs> right. I loved it at the time, but um, it's it, it's not not for 2020. Or also 2021, had them, should I say. I also had... Dan, 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 
which is the one Billy Gunn theme song. And do you know what I love about that? It was the first theme song that played out the Titantron at Rebellion 01 because of the dark match. Wow. <laughs> Get your saxophone. Yeah, God. I mean, this, this show is everything, isn't it? It's, it's, a, it's a comedy show. We get deep sometimes. Um, I mean, the pattern is next level. And then you get a wee sing song. It's brilliant. You should, you should go. I mean, why we don't have more listeners, I have no idea. People come in to hear us going, dan, dan, dan. They just immediately tune out because they don't want to listen to that at three in the morning. Um, back to Lita's theme song. She, I loved her song there, but um, but the one that they, you know, they replaced it with, Love, Passion, whatever it was, Fire, Fury, whatever it is, was, was, was one of my favourite theme songs of all time. I love it. It's just a great song, isn't it? Yeah. So, you're Rosemary. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, um, I love when she comes out like now. and Oh, she's going to be on the Legend Show, isn't she, on Raw? Yeah, so is uh, Mighty Molly, I believe. Yeah, and I believe Melina as well, and Carlito. Yeah. I really like how, not this is no offence to any of those wrestlers, but I love how these are like new legends. You know what I mean? Like, we've never had Carlito yeah. for Legends Night before, but to me, yes, he is. Carlito, that's not cool, you know? Yeah, you know, save for the um, Carlos Colon Hall of Fame induction, we haven't seen Carlito on WWE TV in a long, long time. Ah, oh, that Carlos Colon Hall of Fame induction was brutal. Oh, it was so bad. No offense to the man, but oh my god, it was so bad. Um, Carlito was good though. I loved Carlito. He's one of my. He's he's if okay. If we had a stable of boys that were like in double figures, Carlito would be like number ten. I loved it. I remember watching his vignettes when he first yes. uh, was trying to show up. Carlito, Caribbean, cool. <laughs> Do you remember? I mean, talk about good theme songs. A spin in the face of people who don't want to be cool. You know what cool is. You're looking at him. Great theme song. Um, and also, did you remember the SummerSlam ad one year? Oh, wait, no, it was WrestleMania. It was the advert for WrestleMania 24, and he's out there with Kelly Kelly, and he's like he's like trying to flop with Kelly Kelly, and then like like a bird drop like like does a toilet on him, and then he starts wrestling the seagull, and the seagull like bites his nose and his nipple and things like that. Do you remember this? Who came up with this idea? That was Vince McMahon in a meeting room going, "It's good." <laughs> Literally. Anyway, oh, uh, so what, what was the question? Lita? Yeah, I like Lita. All right, okay, so next time on. <laughs> yeah, always, always a match action figure. Yeah, me too. Me too. I had uh, I had her and Stephanie always having matches, but Stephanie was in the figures. Stephanie was wearing like a red blouse, like full on like office gear, which I thought was interesting. Um, yeah, I, I love that one as well. Uh, yeah. I love Lita or with, with Team Extreme. Um, I consider her my first girlfriend. I loved her. Um, <laughs> and then when she was with Edge, she was she was like dastardly and vile. But then you look back, and she's such a great heel, you know. Yeah, so and you know, considering how over she was, you know, I kind of compare that to Austin turning heel. Is like, is it going to work? Do fans really want to boo this person? But she did a great job. She really did. I mean, the timing was excellent with the whole Matt Hardy stuff and really oh, yeah. They really just capitalized on that and just ran with it. And Those segments well done, around like, that was... time. Like, see, before it was incorporated into the storyline, where it was like dirt sheet news, like Meltzer was reporting it and stuff like that. Like, she would come out of the ring and she was still playing a babyface, you know, before she turned on Kane. She was married to Kane. The fans would give her such a hard time. There's a show, I think it's in either Madison Square Garden or it's like... Philadelphia or Boston or something like that, like a, like a harsh crowd. And they're just, you know, so brutal to her about the whole thing. And it's like not common knowledge. Like right now she's still married to Kane. And they're just trying to ignore it. And then Trish, I think, makes a comment and stuff. And I just feel, I mean, I don't know the situation. I don't know what the situation was. But, I mean, I wonder what she was thinking during that. You know, it's such a personal thing. Um, Being just exploited on TV. And they did the right thing, incorporated into the story. They did the right thing, absolutely. It's business at the end of the day, you know. That's just my opinion. Yeah, but yeah, I um, I was really chuffed when she showed back up at the first ever Women's Royal Rumble. Yeah. Um, I was a wee bit worried about her when she did that moonsault, but she That's did it, and it was awesome. You can imagine Sasha Banks, though, like her face lighting up when she saw you coming to the ring, you know? Oh, do you remember that video of yeah. AJ Lee meeting her? She meets Lee and... Yeah, she's like, oh my God, she's like a teenager. Yeah. yeah, shows you how important 
of a performer elite awards, not only to the business but to women's wrestling in, in, in particular, you know. I know, I know, and it just I, I love seeing stuff like that. I love like there's a there's a video or a picture of like a young Bailey with John Cena ascending. Yeah, I love right. seeing stuff like that. I love seeing future WWE stars meeting established WWE stars. It's always lovely. There's there, that's always going to be the case, you know. And one of these days, when I win the Royal Rumble, someone's going to publish that picture of me with John Cena or me and Rikishi or you know Jeff Hardy. None of whom I actually have pictures with. I realize, but you know, they'll put the one of you. It could happen. They put the one of you, Robert, and Billy with Bret Hart. <laughs> We're in your jammies. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that's in the archives, folks. Go back and listen to it. In our archives. What about uh, the, clip, the the footage of Charlotte when she was on Nitro that one time with her dad? Of course. This is one of the weirder things, is that Charlotte was on WCW. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, can I just chuck this in before we before we wrap things up? Oops. I recently read Louis Theroux's book. Mm. Got to get through this. Now, I like Louis Theroux very much. I love how every documentary he does always ends with the same line: "My time with the Nazis was coming to an end," or <laughs> "My time with the Westboro Baptist Church was coming to an end." <laughs> but for one episode of Louis Theroux and one episode only, he says, "My time at the WCW was coming to an end." <laughs> Have you seen the Louis Theroux episode where he talks about pro wrestling? You've asked me this before, and the answer still no. What? Yeah. Have, first of all, I don't remember asking you this. I'm sure. I mean, I'm oh, sure yeah. I've seen it, but not recently to talk about it. I have no. I have no real recollection of it. Oh man, it's brilliant. The way he just goes up to wrestlers so unashamedly goes, "Excuse me, um, Goldberg." Does <laughs> 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 I really think that I could be a wrestler? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you can send me the link, I'll check it out this week. I'll send it to you. It's on Netflix. Um, and uh, he but he has a whole chapter in his book about um, going to WCW and how Vince McMahon's WWF turned us down, but they got to go to WCW. So it's you really know, interesting. The conversation with the WCW one where he been just like, yeah, okay. Because clearly he had no clue, you know, and like yeah. didn't care about anything back then that time. The yeah. chapter is good. He's like explaining kayfabe and stuff, right? You know, to the average reader, and uh, it's it's really really worth a watch. And uh, you know, Macho Man's in it, Piper's in it, Goldberg's in it. Um, yeah, it's worth looking at. Do you remember when uh, they used to show like WWF fans writing into the company, and they used to show emails on the show and stuff? Like I don't know if it was Live Wire or whatever back in the day, and there used yeah. to be a recurring character called Kayfabe. <laughs> Yeah, and then like in the credits, instead of like Kevin Dunn who produced the stuff, it was just Kayfabe. Anyway, yes, um, Glenn, tell everybody out there where they can find us on social media. That's a really good question, Chris. I'm just going to grab my phone. <laughs> sorry, sorry, so I'll, I'll, we, are, we are we are on Instagram at Wrestle Connection on Instagram, yeah. and on Twitter, drum roll, please. <laughs> we are. On Twitter, view profile, at WrestleConnect1, okay? That's right. Um, you can also find us on YouTube just by the channel WrestleConnection. So stay tuned for all of your upcoming best of 2020 lists that will be posting over the next couple of days. Um, and you can get us, of course, on Apple Podcasts. You can get us on Spotify. You can get us on Anchor. You can get us on Pocket Casts. You can get us on all of your favourite podcasting outlets. However you listen to the podcast, you can get us on there as well as on YouTube. I'm quickly um, and surely, slowly but surely, I should say, restoring all of the full episodes on the YouTube channel. It's taken a while because, of course, we had that catastrophe back in 2020, but we will not talk about 2020 anymore. It's a new nope. year. It's a new year. Yes, it is. <laughs> that was your cutest start singing you, you, you nailed it you nailed it alright folks well thank you for listening this has been episode 38 I feel kind of lost not having a Wrestlemania to talk about but we'll come in due time and uh, join us next week for another episode it'll be episode 39 and then after that it'll be episode 40 oh big one. my god take care of yourselves everybody and be kind to each other out there in the brand new year goodbye Ta-ta!
change my mind.